0: Good morning, Southgate family, Uh, Merry Christmas, and I just want to say thank you for joining us on this Christmas morning as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Over the last month, we've been studying Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. The Bible says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. As I mentioned a moment ago, we've been studying and discussing Advent. Isaiah the prophet has reminded us of the promise that God made to his people And the promise that he has made to us that one day a Savior would be a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So, this morning, as we celebrate the birth of Christ and we continue our study of Advent, we wait with hope. You see, Advent reminds us of the promise God has made to us, and that as we wait, we have a Savior that fills the longing of our hearts. Until he comes again. Now in the Old Testament, the prophets would talk of a day that we would have peace. Or the Hebrew way of saying that would be shalom. This is the idea of the way things are supposed to be. In fact, it's meaning peace carries the idea of prosperity and thriving as we seek God's design. For Isaiah and many of the other prophets, they preached and shared of a coming day of peace and prosperity that is ushered in by God's Son, Jesus Christ, our our Messiah. Now, please understand what we're talking about. We're not talking about wealth and health. We're talking about a flourishing of God's design for every single one of our lives, which includes our relationships. It actually includes our, our wealth and our inner self or our soul. Unfortunately, we're often not experiencing the peace and prosperity that God intended. Because like many in the Old and New Testament, we live in a broken world. And to the best of our ability, we pursue peace offered in Jesus Christ. And so the big idea this morning is we study this in the few moments that we have together. Our big idea is that that the pathway to peace is through Jesus Christ. Now, I often find peace elusive. I mean, there's this basic human struggle to genuinely flourish and experience prosperity that is actually divine and transcendent. And it is often the result of my own brokenness and, and the desire for me to have my own way. Now, friends, I imagine that many of you struggle with this. You may be at odds with family. You may even be at odds with friends or a coworker. Man, you might even be at odds with Christ himself. And yet peace and prosperity seem to be something that is unattainable. And yet your heart is longing for something more, something good and something fulfilling. Now, the good news is, is that our text reminds us of the potential to experience this kind of peace, and we experience it through Jesus Christ, our Messiah. He is the Prince of Peace, and Isaiah reminds us of the hope and the peace that each of us can have in our life and in our relationships through Jesus Christ. So as you and I struggle to find peace, I want to encourage you today that we have the promise of peace, and it's found in Jesus. We celebrate him today, and we're reminded that we wait with longing uh, hope for his peace. Every one of us can experience his peace today, and we can do so on several different levels. And that begins with peace from the punishment of sin. You know, nothing reveals God's concern for peace more vividly and more clear than his decision to send his beloved son to guide our feet into the path of peace, as Luke seventeen nine says. From the beginning to the end, Jesus himself was one of peacemaking, Long before he was born, he was given the title of Prince of Peace. As the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ sacrificed his life so that we could experience this peace both now and forever. He invites us to experience this peace through him. This peace does not come automatically. We all know that we have sinned, and we need to be reconciled back to God. And here we find that Jesus laid down his life so that we could experience forgiveness of sin so that we can have peace with God. So by giving his life on the cross, we're offered a life that is fully made right with God so that we can live in true prosperity. This morning, as you sit down with your family to open gifts and feast on brunch and dinner, and you experience all the good things that this season offers, I wanna remind you that what adds significance and meaning to all of this is the peace that's offered through Jesus Christ. His gift, his life that he freely gave for you and me on the cross made it possible for us to be forgiven of our sins and for you and me to be made eternally right with God. There's no greater joy. There's no greater hope for peace and prosperity than Jesus himself. So we have peace from the punishment of sin, but this morning, we also can have peace with others. On this day, many of us will have the joy or maybe, the challenge of spending time with friends and family. Others today, it reminds us of the loss of a friendship. or It reminds us of some relational difficulty that seems to be so broken that there's no hope for reconciliation, no hope for restoration to the relationship. In addition to giving you peace with God, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, it opened the way for you to have and enjoy peace with other people. You see, many relationships are filled with pain and hurt, and sadly, at times, even betrayal. But Romans 12, 18 commands us, challenges us, as followers of Jesus, that if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Not only are we commanded to live at peace with one another, Jesus gives us an example and the ability to find a way forward to live at peace with others. Now, not all relationships can And not all relationships should be salvaged. But when and if we should reconcile or seek to get along with those God has called us to love, you and I, we have a way forward to move in a way that is healthy because of the Prince of Peace, because of Jesus. When and can, uh, when can and should we seek peace with those who irritate us or who are just too much? Listen, Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love our neighbors and our closest neighbors. This holiday season are our family, and they're often sometimes the hardest people to love. It can be challenging to find peace with our spouse, our kids, siblings, or even extended family. But when we're pursuing the Prince of Peace, I want you to know anything is possible. Your Christmas, this holiday season, can be totally different, ultimately because of the Prince of Peace. We can have hope of restoration and renewed relationships filled with love, filled with joy because of Jesus Christ. So this morning, as you celebrate the birth of Jesus today, please take time to reflect on the title, his name, Prince of Peace. Think about, consider what is possible because of his love for each and every one of us. Southgate family, please know how much we love you. Our staff, we are so thankful to serve you and to be able to do life with you. So we're looking forward to all that God is going to do in this coming year. And so I'd like to say from our house to yours, Have a Merry Christmas.